G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Lyle Shelton is joining me from the Australian Christian Lobby once again. Welcome back, Lyle. Good to be with you again, Tracy. Well, there's a lot of talk around the budget, obviously. It's going to be handed down next week. But the reflection in the polls today, the latest Galaxy poll, saying things aren't looking too good for the government because there is the perception of broken promises when it comes to a, a deficit tax and the like. But there certainly has already been one broken promise very clearly, hasn't there? Y- yes, there has, Tracy. Um, the... Uh issue of uh, overseas aid is something which the government went to the election with a very clear promise to ensure that our overseas aid remained generous and that it was tied to gross national income. That means when the gross national income rises, obviously uh, the country's wealthier, therefore we can be a bit more generous with our aid. But uh, last week, as part of this commission of audit process, uh, we've seen the government announce that it it will decouple our uh, giving uh, through overseas aid to poor countries uh, by uh, decoupling it from gross national income and putting a cap on it at $5 billion uh, per annum. Uh, that that uh, significantly reduces our aid, and it also really means we've uh, well and truly now walked away from our Millennium Development Goal promises, which the country made uh, some uh, 10 or 12 years ago. So you, in fact, had a written commitment, didn't you, on this this aid uh, issue before the election because it was part of the questionnaire, wasn't it? Yes, we did, Tracy. That's exactly right. Uh, as part of our normal Australia Votes uh, election questionnaire, uh, the uh, coalition um, gave us a written commitment that aid would be uh, linked to gross national income. It did say that they might uh, delay achieving uh, the 0.05% target uh, uh, because of budgetary concerns. Um, we understand that, but uh, they did commit to having it linked to gross national income uh, they've walked away from that, unfortunately, and have now put a cap on it. And uh, that's a real disappointment. Uh, and um, it is important that you know we hold uh, governments to account because promises uh, do matter. Integrity in public life is really, really important. We talked about at the outset the, the perception of broken promises within the electorate. And if you're looking at the latest Galaxy polls today, you can see that the government has taken a hit. And it's all about the proposal to look at putting a deficit tax on people who are earning over $80,000 a year. Prime Minister Tony Abbott saying that it's not going to be a long-term thing. Bill Shorten saying a broken promise is a broken promise. Look, I think that that's right, Tracy. Um, no matter how you uh, spin it, to use that uh, political term, um, a tax is a tax, you know, but uh, walks like a duck, talks like a duck, it must be a duck. And, and the same with this uh, tax. Um, and... Uh, You know, I understand and I think uh, many people will be sympathetic to the need uh, by the government to to, uh, get the the budget on a more sustainable footing. But uh, it is um, unrealistic for governments to, on on one hand, say, yes, we've got a budget emergency, we need to to make savings, but then go into an election saying that uh, you can get the budget under control without raising taxes and without cutting uh, key things. Um, that is just unrealistic and uh, unfortunately the government's got itself uh, between a rock and a hard place because of the 
uh, comments that it made prior to the election uh, and now wanting to uh, achieve a sustainable budget over the long term. So um, I think people will rightly uh, mark the government down if they do introduce a levy or a deficit tax. Something that the government may win a little bit of support for, though, is this whole golden sh- golden handshake that's given to politicians uh, when they come out of their term, and that is the airfares around the country and uh, a substantial uh, financial benefit. Yeah, it, it is um, very difficult to justify some of the um, I guess uh, areas of uh, which are known, you know, colloquially as uh, as perks. And I don't like to use that sort of language, but uh, business class flights, um, I think about three a year uh, for life. Uh, some of these things do seem a little bit uh, excessive. Now, at the end of the day, they're not going to make much difference to the budget bottom line. But I guess it's a matter of perception. And I think uh, what the government's trying to do is to say, well, look, everyone's uh, sharing the pain, including politicians, including ex-politicians, uh, who have some of these um, fairly generous benefits. Yes, and that move looks likely to get bipartisan support too. It's very hard for um, for either side of politics to, to go against these sort of things. Um, th- these, these sort of benefits are not popular with the public. I think we've got to be careful on the one hand, though, that we, we don't um, get into some sort of... Um, uh, position where, where we're just knocking our politicians either. I mean, we, we should be honouring them as well. Um, uh, they do uh, give up much to serve, and I think we should recognise that. Uh, but we do need to strike a balance between what are appropriate benefits after they leave Parliament, uh, how do you honour them in an appropriate way without being excessive. And I guess that's, um, that's the tension that we live in. Perhaps it has gone a bit too far, and some of these measures are probably warranted, but we shouldn't um, throw the baby out with the bathwater. There still should be some level of honour Uh, for people who have served in public life. Lyle, let's turn to events that are unfolding in the High Court this week. The whole chaplaincy case with Scripture Union in Queensland is set down once again for tomorrow for a hearing of about three days. Yes, that's right. Uh, This is yet another case uh, being brought against uh, the Scripture Union of Queensland, which is uh, uh, probably the biggest uh, chaplaincy uh, provider in the country. And the case is being brought by uh, Toowoomba, uh, man Ron Williams, who, who brought the case uh, previously, which was unsuccessful, and uh, this man is um, uh, is very unhappy about the idea of there being uh, religion in schools uh, at all, and particularly the idea of Christian chaplains being funded uh, by uh, the Commonwealth. And uh, so it's on that basis that he's challenging uh, the laws which allow Commonwealth funding of chaplains. Now we must remember that. Um, the funding that the Commonwealth gives chaplains is very modest. Uh, it's not indexed at all. Uh, it, it only uh, usually covers around about two days uh, a week, and, and um, there's a lot of fundraising work that goes to raising uh, extra days for chaplains. But uh, they do have enormous support right around the country. Um, surveys uh, have showed that uh, public schools uh, absolutely love their chaplains. There's a very, very high support rate, somewhere in the 90s, uh, for the work they do. And it would be a shame if uh, this uh, high court action, which is in part... Um, supported by atheist groups uh, in the country, uh, is successful. Lyle, you walk the halls of Parliament House in Canberra pretty much every day. What sort of support is there within the Parliament itself for chaplaincy? Well, this is um, a really terrific thing about chaplaincy. That they've done such a great job, and that's known by politicians in their electorates uh, who are all the time visiting their local schools and talking to their local principals and people on the ground. Uh, this program has enormous support on both sides of Parliament. And uh, even if uh, the High Court challenge is successful, I think you'll find uh, that uh, 
that uh, the MPs will get together and find a way to, to make sure that this program can continue. And there are some options. It could be funded through state governments. Um, that there's other things that could be done. So I really think that uh, even if this case is successful, and there's no guarantee that it will be, that uh, we will see chaplaincy continue because uh, they really are doing a great job. Lyle Shelton from the Australian Christian Lobby. Thanks for your time on the phone today. Pleasure, Tracy. Thanks. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.